Hello, lovies. It's Christina again on Karma's Eye Psychic LLC on Universal Spirit Podcast. So this is my fourth season, first episode. We are talking about Islamic rituals, magic, culture, and a bit of history and how it's tied into other uh, non-formal thoughts on the Islamic religion. I'm not going to get so deep into the actual religion itself. I'm really just going to talk about pre-Arabic culture and the worship of multiple gods and goddesses and deities. The basics of Islam, if you were to sum it all up, it's the worship of Allah and only Allah, even though pre-Arabian culture um, and in Arabia itself had a mixture of many cultures and religions such as Judaism, Christianity, um, Mesopotamia culture. Um, There was still a lot of Egyptian culture still mashed in that peninsula of a country. Um, And of course, the Middle East in general um, culture. Being surrounded by all these multicultural religions um it was only a matter of time before you know arabia was going to settle on their own base religion which is known as islam and being muslim in the middle east i'm just gonna focus on pre-islamic religion um there is a lot of talk um about how of the basics of Islamic culture comes from Egypt. Um, the example that I'm going to give today has a lot to do with the ritual use of the evil eye. We are very familiar with the evil eye. Um, everyone sees it. It's a black eye. Looks like a real, like white, you know, around, and then it's covered in this baby blue, if not royal blue, and literally any shade of blue, um, which is known to ward off evil spirits. The origin, though, of this evil eye came from the Egyptian god Horus. The Egyptian god Horus eye was placed basically everywhere where people, they felt they needed protection, temples, houses, schools, um, courtyards, you know, places of power, such as, you know, politicians and kings and queens. Um, people even had this eye of Horus tattooed onto them, preferably on the back of their neck, um, because it's like seeing behind you, you know, seeing what, you know, you can't see, um, anyone directing any type of harm or any type of jealousy, mostly, um, sending it back to the sender and not letting it affect you and not letting it cause disastrous events in your life. The reason why it was so, you know, prevalent is because jealousy itself is something that we all encounter at some point. We are not immune to being jealous of anyone close or not near to us because of success or a relationship or money or whichever. So because that jealousy was such a natural part of the human experience and the human condition, there had to be a spiritual remedy that could protect you from the absolute disastrous parts of being jealous. Because this one to being jealous and then you're going to be envious. Envious then causes a person to want to physically, emotionally destroy you because of this thing that you have or possess that they do not or they would like 
like to have or it keeps them from coming in and taking whatever it is that they are so jealous of. Um, People associate it a lot with physical objects such as having a nice car, having a beautiful wife, having a beautiful home, having a successful career, and then they you know, ninja their way into your life and they, they mess it up. Um, I don't know if anyone has ever watched that movie hand that rocks the cradle. Cause I use this very often when I find someone in my center or my circle who is like a Peyton. Okay. Um, back in ancient Egypt, you had a eye of Horus on everything that you love dear. Um, even your children. So nobody would come into your life and Peyton your ass. Okay, watch the movie. It's pretty good. Over time, um, the Egyptian culture had decided to beautify this eye of Horus. Um, They made it to look more like a human eye. um, And the color blue being like a neutralizing color um, to neutralize any negativity. Um, So blue was basically the the whack-a-mole of anything trying to bother you, so to speak. It brings everything back to calm. Any other color could be defeated by the color blue. It was or still is a very valuable color in the Egyptian culture. Why am I talking about this? Well, because in pre-Islamic Arabia, the evil eye traveled with them as a culture, as a people, um, and they decided to change it or add to it um, to give it a hand, and we have known that now as the famous Hamza, when people put their hand up and they claim that the evil eye um, is in the palm of their hand, um, giving the hand and that space between, you know, in your palm, um, a lot of spiritual entry and a lot of spiritual exit power. So if I put up my hand, it's like I'm saying stop. I had the evil eye. The evil eye is now sending back whatever it is that you are trying to um, put on me. When this very small basic thing such as the evil eye traveled to pre-Islamic Arabia, um, they were known just as the Egyptians to pray to as many as 360 gods and goddesses. This is before... um, the Islamic became a religion. Um, it was places such as Mecca, um, you know, to worship multiple gods and goddesses for the same reasons why it's done in pagan and Norse and the occult cultures. This evil eye and this Hamza was considered to be, in fact, magical. That it was the ultimate protection guide or spiritual, you know, overcoat that you could wear against any enemy and while taking this um from the egyptians um you will find many um texts in the quran that will in fact invoke um and talk about the evil eye itself it would be known or pronounced as the masha allah which is it is allah's will for example if anyone was to mention something that is good 
fortune for you, such as your success or your car or your wife, you say, Masha Allah, you say, well, I basically deserved it. So uh, Allah has allowed me to have it. Um, that is like sending or invoking the evil eye as if you were literally invoking like a spell or a ritual. These rituals and these spells were in fact repeated over and over again in these temples um, in Mecca and in the Kaaba. Whenever you were encountering someone who was even questioning your good fortune, that's called the Hasad. So if you ever mention somebody saying the Hasad, uh, it means that they are the jealousy. They are the evildoer. They are the enemy, so to speak. So the evil eye is like the antidote to the Hasad. And they have almost um, deitized Hasad to be an actual entity of jealousy and envy that would come out after you that it's chasing all of us um it chases even the smallest of us the less fortunate even the highest fortunate that the hasab will always try to be pursuing anyone that is of having of good fortune of good luck or even good health in particular because good health tends to be something that we take for granted um unlike the early egyptians and unlike the pre-islamic arabia um where actually your health was the number one thing where people really only lived to be about 40 to 45 years old that was like the the oldest you would ever be um and given that they were diseased and plagues that they had not made modern medicine for. They believed it was in fact um, the Hasad and not being grateful for your good health or even people wishing um, bad health on you and not protecting yourself with either prayer, rituals, or the evil eye. Another way where people would protect themselves from the Hasad is that they would give their children um, meaningless names or names, you know, them, their children, things that were really, really silly. If they were translated into English, it would be more like my son's name is Bike, my son's name is Fork, or just to protect them from people that they may know. Sometimes even, you know, only calling their children these names in the presence of people that they believe held the negative or evil spirit of the Hasad. Everyone has frenemies and this is their way of protecting from frenemies. The reason why I find this very interesting because for those of you who know the Bruce Lee story um, that his father named him a girl's name um, to protect his son from demons. Apparently he had had other sons before Bruce Lee that had died. So he had then called Bruce a different name. He was born Lee John Fon. His father decided to call him around others Siphon, which means Little Phoenix, which is in fact a Cantonese girl's name. He was trying to fool the demons, which was a very common practice in Middle Eastern, um, East Asian, pre-Arabic <laughs> of culture, to fool demons that would carry the Hasad that would come around and steal your good fortune, which would include having 
um, children, having another son. To have a son was to be considered a good and high standard. Um, to have a girl was very, very low standard. So you're less likely to have someone to feel envy toward you. So he called him Sai Fong instead um, to keep the evil eye away from him and his family. I bet you guys probably did not know that. But if you did, still an interesting thing to know. And that's also the origin of why that was done. These practices are very um, common practiced by what you call Gayo Muslims, which are Muslims who still hold on to ritualistic magic spells and witchcraft and the understanding of other gods and deities and goddesses and giving value to nature and animals and cause and effect and understanding the you know the 12 laws of the universe and astrology still very um spiritual injected you know muslims um they're called gayo muslims and there is in fact an incantation uh, which is adapted from a book called Muslims Through Discourse, Religion and Ritual in Gayo Society. It was written by John R. Bowman. You can purchase this book, I believe, through like thrift books. You can get it through like eBay. Um, I'm not sure if it's available on Amazon. Maybe not the hard copy, but possibly the audio book. But I'm going to read an adaptation of an, a ritual that is mentioned um, exclusively in the Quran um, in regards to the evil eye and to the protection um, of oneself and preservation of oneself, uh, which is so interesting because you can find a lot of these rituals too in the Bible, um, specifically in Psalms and Proverbs, um, just little hints and clues to a lot of spiritual witchy rit- rituals and magic to invoke these gods, goddesses, deities, and energies and these outcomes to keep one protected and to keep one, um, you know, safe from any type of harm. But in this particular, um, uh, we're talking about the evil eye, the hasad, um, the anger and the jealousy and to keep yourself, you know, just safe from harm and also protecting your precious possessions. So once you get your blue natural looking evil eye hung up on the door of your, you know, business, your home, you know, your your prized possession, your trophies, um, even if you had it tattooed on your physical body. This comes from the Quran 61-13, and it says, quote, and he will give you another blessing which you love, help from God, and present victory. Give good tidings, O Muhammad, to believers, end of quote. Shortly after, you will then say, quote, let my strength be from God, my resistance to blows from Muhammad, my invulnerability to iron from Adam, end quote. Then after repeating this multiple times, you close the prayer with... Um, let my blanket be from God, my cloak from God, my shawl from God. Repeating that over and over um, is to 
further like further push back the hasad to further for push back the evil spirits the jealousy the envy um supposedly it's supposed to just fly away go away and you will be overwhelmed with a feeling of protection you will be overwhelmed with a feeling of relief knowing that it's gone or even the people that are bringing it will suddenly just not be in your life anymore um it's like i said it's no different from saying any of these from the psalms there is uh, burning candles there's burning incense there's doing it over a multiple of days such as three to seven to nine to 14 to 21 days um also you know you would in fact either bang a gong or even ring a bell um this has been practiced over many centuries to say these words over and over again this this is from the quran which is the same time when the bible was inscribed so i am a true believer in you know protecting yourself from the evil eye considering jealousy is in fact a human condition so my lovey doveys um i hope you guys enjoyed this episode please like share follow and subscribe um do what you want (laughs) i hope you guys enjoy this please send suggestions would always love to hear what your opinion is about the episode so i'm out lovey so this is christina with karma's eye psychic llc here on universal spirit podcast bringing it to you every week i hope you guys enjoy have a lovely weekend happy fourth of july and i love you loveys bye